This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Furminger. My mission is to pull back the curtain on Vancouver's film and television industry and expose its beating heart, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom style, by getting deep and down and a little dirty with the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. Today, I am so honored to welcome Marie Clement to the YVR Screen Scene podcast. I remember the first time I screened The Road Forward. I say the first because I ended up watching it four times in theaters. What I remember about that first viewing, though, is that sense of discovery that I was bearing witness to a new form of cinematic storytelling that honored the important story it was trying to tell. In this case, the true story of the Native Voice newspaper. Filmmaker Marie Clement chose to tell her story in a hybrid of musical numbers and deeply moving interviews. She told a story, but she also took us on a deeply impactful journey. For this reason, I consider Marie Clement one of the most visionary and astonishing storytellers working on this land today. Whether it's in documentaries like The Road Forward or The Edward Curtis Project, or in her libretto for Missing, the chamber opera that amplified the stories of murdered and missing Indigenous women. Marie's latest is Red Snow. And on the surface, it's tonally and thematically different from The Road Forward, and much of what she's done before. It's a moving and at times violent drama about a Gwich'in soldier from the North who is captured by the Taliban. It's about love and children and faith and the different faces of colonialism. It's about survival and language and snow. It's heart pounding, it's glorious, it's astonishing. In short, it's Marie Clement. Red Snow has had its world premiere at the Vancouver International Film Festival and this March it returns for a theatrical run. So today, we're going to get to know this astonishing storyteller. We're going to talk about Red Snow and the parallels she might have noted between Gwich'in people in Canada and the Afghan people, and where she's going to take us next on her ongoing storytelling journey. Marie Clement, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Thank you so much. What a what a beautiful uh, way to wake up and come into this room, and uh, thank you for the this astonishing opening. (laughs) Amazingly, that word came up when we were talking beforehand. Um, I I, I have so much that I want to say to you and so much that I want to ask you. And so I think I think the first thing I want to ask is in my description of you, in my thesis statement, how much of you do you recognize in that? You know, is it, did I did I sum up who you think that you are as an artist and as a storyteller? Um, I, I'm always amazed what people uh, what people say, and I, I mostly think 
think that because a lot of my time is spent in uh, small rooms by myself, mm-hmm. uh, writing or creating and trying to get stories to the next level. So it's often, um, you know, there's this huge push to make something happen, to uh, realize something, and you kind of forget the other side of it, to be honest. Yeah. You forget, you forget that there are people like me who are like, oh! She has something new out. I can't wait to see what she what she's going to do next. I do actually. I mean, I'll, I'm always uh, it, it's, it's always lovely because um, uh, one, you know, as a filmmaker or a writer, a director, you want people to react to your work. You want them to uh, embrace your work. And I think just as a human being, you know, we we want people to love our work. And, mm. and I think because it takes a lot to make it happen. And um, I think that's just a natural thing, right? But yeah. um, it's it's often very it's uh, it's humbling when people um, actually really do connect to it in a, in a big way so thank you what is a Marie Clement story hmm. now, is it Clement or Clements I want to make sure I have your the pronunciation down Clements yeah Clements yeah, okay yes. so what is a Marie Clement story like what are what themes or topics or stories are important to you because like you know listing off all that work, they look. They all look different, and yet there is something unifying there as well. And it's you. It's the astonishment of you. <laughs> well, what, what do you think is unifying when you when you witnessed all of it? I, I I ooh. I think the need to imprint. To it's not just about entertainment, although it is entertaining. It's also about. Um, changing something in the viewer so that they'll they'll carry it and you know and also there's music does play a very important role as well but no no don't interview me <laughs> you're you're here to, to, right, to answer my questions right. please yeah. well i think you know as a storyteller um what uh most storytellers want to do is we want to be able to place the story inside you and so uh you know often we experience stories obviously on the screen and stages but um you want uh the witness to be able to take that away with them and to think about it or to argue about it or to be impacted by it mm. or to have it reoccur in you so that the story keeps on being told uh, in an individual's mind and idea, right? Yeah, I think that's that might be the difference that I see in with my experience of your work versus my experience of other filmmakers' work. Other other people, I watch their films, I'm like, oh, I'm a member of the audience. I do. You use the word witness. I feel like I'm bearing witness to something. I feel like this is turning into therapy for me. So let's uh, <laughs> I, I, let's let's go let's go back to the beginning of Red Snow of your Red Snow journey. Like, tell me where you were in your in your life as a storyteller when this story came to you. Well, I, th- I think there's uh, often a synchronicity to things uh, um, coming to you, and often uh, it takes a lot to tell a story, to be honest. So I, I think when it hits you, um, uh, there's kind of a, a moment where you go, okay, I, I have to tell the story. It's not that you even want to, it's it's going to be done. It's a compelling, 
you're compelled. It's a need. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think it just propel, like it just forces you to uh, go into it and to investigate uh, what questions you have or ideas around it. And definitely with Red Snow, I mean, I was looking around 2009, I was looking at a photo essay spread in a magazine and saw these amazing photographs of Canadian soldiers in Afghanistan. Um, you know, w- which itself is a kind of a contradictory thing for me, uh, but I was also really uh, uh, kind of drawn into these faces of indigenous people from another country mm. and uh, started going, well, wow, in certain angles and certain, you know, they, they look like indigenous people from Canada. Yeah. And also, so what is our, you know, what do we have in common uh, to indi- indigenous cultures that are ancient, that are still here, that have survived many wars? Uh, and what don't we have in common? Yeah. So that kind of, that just led me into the story. And I mean, sometimes you go into a story to find out that answer, you know, what uh, what is it that we have in common? And, you know, what happens if we're in the same room together? And what is that conversation? What's that dialogue? Amazing. I mean, what I imagine is that, you know, you, you ask all those questions, but the road forward to those answers, I can imagine, can be... Uh, uh, rocky and twisty and and windy like like what what informed the decisions that you made first of all to have it be um the, the character of Dylan where he's from he's Gwich'in he's from I, I'm assuming you had some challenging uh filming experiences you know up in up in the snow but like what what, what were some of the things that informed setting it like first in in that community and then pl- taking him from there and then I don't even. Where did you film Afghanistan? Where was that? Uh, we filmed in the interior of BC. Which, no way. Yeah, yeah, which you know, like strangely, <laughs> right? Is is uh, very reflective of Afghanistan. And you know, our consultant uh, Bashir. Uh, it was a fun day because we had all these location photographs on the wall, and he said, "Oh, these are reference photos." And I said, "No, they're they're of you know Cache Creek or they're of Kamloops." Uh, uh, and he said, "Oh, I." thought they were Afghanistan so I think uh, we really uh, lucked out finding these kind of frames and gems of 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 land that that really represented uh, the feeling of Afghanistan of being on that land yeah really happy about that yeah but as far as as the character of Dylan and his family and his community what what why was that your starting point for for Dylan? Like, what what made you choose that particular community and location? And absolutely, I mean, he could have been from anywhere, as we know. One, yeah. um, I was, you know, it's very rare to see Indigenous uh, soldiers uh, that experience on screen anywhere. So that was kind of a, a really great uh, gift to be able to go into that. What that would look like. But also I really wanted to honor uh, my family's connection uh, to the north, to the Arctic. And um, it's such, uh, when I was looking at, you know, pictures of Afghanistan, this desert, this, this, uh, and it's so complex, the land is just, it changes, which, you know, of course, as a lay person, I didn't really know that. But when you get into it, you go, oh, no, it's not just desert, it's, it's mountains, it's lush landscapes, it's a lot of things. And I often think of that, of the north, and there was something really connective to um, being in the tundra mm. and being in the desert and uh, exploring those uh, connections of extreme opposites, yeah. but also things that, um, that bear witness to each other across 
miles and miles and miles. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was incredibly impressed with your cast. Uh, let's start with um, with the character of uh, Dylan, Asavak Kustachin. Yes. Uh, what were you looking for when you were uh, casting the character of Dylan, and what did Asavak bring to his bring to the role? Well, obviously, you know, wanted a, a presence on screen uh, that was very physical uh, because the role is very physical, uh, and and in many ways the character is very shut down uh, from his you know from his childhood experience, the trauma that he went through. So, was really looking for an actor to come in and be able to. Uh, uh, embody that, but also to let us know that there's something else in there. And I think what uh, Asivak brought to it was uh, not only um, this kind of presence that obviously is a warrior, but also a kind of warrior that also holds space for um, how he was brought up, yeah. uh, holds space for his land and his identity and uh, for the women he's loved. So I think mm. those are things that um, we want to be saying at this time in the world. Yeah, it, it's interesting because you there is a lot of talk about what a warrior actually is, you know, and, and in watching the film, I was like, you know, you have the Taliban people come in and they, they think that they're they're warriors. And then you see the character of Katira, you know, that that played remarkably just wow by uh, Mosta Jamalzada. Jamalzada. I'm going to say Jamal to have Jamal Jamal, but Mozda? Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Who who is just a remarkable? My gosh, what a remarkable actress, you know. And then she, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but you know, sh- shows a different kind of of warrior. Is that one of the conversations that you were hoping your your audiences, your witnesses would have about what it means to be a warrior? Yeah, I mean, I think we were. Uh, I was just so blessed to meet Mosha and to be able to uh, have her in the film because. Uh, with a lot of the actors on screen, I mean, I really think, yes, they represented those characters, but they also represented themselves. Mm. And they brought their families and their experiences to Red Snow, yeah. which I think just deepened it in the sense that, you know, we're, we're peoples from a lot of different places. And we uh, we come together and we also have to survive together. So in some ways it, it mirrored, you know, our experience shooting really mirrored uh, the story. Okay, let's talk about that experience yeah. shooting, because I can imagine a a film such as this have its uh, challenges to be overcome, you know, so can you give us some of the 411 on the, you know, where you filmed and when you filmed and those delicious challenges that you clearly overcame because you, you created some remarkable, astonishing art. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, when you see the snow in Red Snow, it's it's it was really cold. Yeah. I mean, it's a real thing. We shot in minus 51 on some days in in uh, Yellowknife and minus Dada. 51. I know. I feel like I'm lying every time I say that. But we were looking. <laughs> we were looking, you know, at the weather going. I can't believe it just dipped down that low. So there wasn't even I mean, there were so many circumstances where even like your your breath would freeze before you even ex- exhaled. Wow, how does that affect, well, I mean, there's a lot of things I wanna ask about how it affects. Like, how does it affect the equipment that you're using? And then how does it affect the performances, you know, as well? 
and you as a director trying to elicit them or trying to communicate like or is it more like we just need to get this something on film and then get out get out of the cold well I think what's you know what's great about film is that we you know everyone prepares till you know you're crazy um, you're crazy trying to be as absolutely prepared as you can and I we were super lucky to be filming with some uh, cool guys up in uh, Pablo and Jay and their company and and a kind of a crew from Yellowknife that was there and then we added to that crew so we really landed in a community um, not just of filmmakers but of of people in a small community yeah. going hey we have your backs we're going to look after you so things like you know I think day two my boots that I'd had in Vancouver and thought they were really great obviously because we come from Vancouver but um, I was like no my feet are freezing you know after 16 hours you know your your feet are about to fall off so you know literally people are giving me boots they're giving me you know uh, all sorts of fur to help me survive yeah. the long uh, hours and the elements but I mean I think that's kind of shoot it was is that you know people really had to the actors themselves they had to really bond together because there was nothing but us yeah. in this story and uh, you know a wind that would just rip through you know rip through you yeah how did that wind impact the performances though well I think you know uh, I think you know, when you're doing performances in that kind of weather, uh, that's one thing. When you we're, when you're also doing it in another language, yeah. Um, I think there's something in that that is. Uh, I, I just have a lot of respect for, you know, Tantu Cardinal and uh, oh. Samuel Marty and uh, Amika Bryce uh, Whiskey Jack, who spent a lot of time in that element uh, in a really short schedule. Uh, and talking a language that wasn't their own and dealing with elements that were extraordinarily uh, challenging. Like there was no, uh, but you know what I mean? People leaned into it, which what I mean is, you know, you have you have two choices. You can lean back and go, you know, this is way too hard. I can't do this. Or you lean into it. And I think that's what I witnessed and that's really what was expected and demanded. But um, there's something about watching an actor lean into it and understand that we're doing this for more than just, um, this is not, a, you know, a day job. We're yeah. doing it because we believe in the story. We believe in uh, representing cultures in an authentic way. Yeah. And that takes um, a lot of muscle and a lot of bravery. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a brave film. Um, I, I'm definitely curious about your approach to the violence uh, in the film. I'm not used to seeing... Um, that kind of violence uh, in in your work, and yet it was absolutely necessary. It was part of the tapestry of the story. It exists, uh, and it's also a beautifully life affirming film. In the end, as well, uh, I won't give spoilers, but seriously, guys, go bear witness. Um, but like, what what were some of the things that were important to you when you were storyboarding, plotting out, discussing how you were going to approach? this violence I mean there's one part where there's like there's a child in the room you know I'm like does the child even know what's going on like like what kind of conversations are they having on set about this well I think um, I'm I guess you know there's there's something to really uh, diving into the idea of what a warrior is, mm. and you know what we came up with that is that is it's multi-layered so yes uh, there's there's um, 
places in the story where you see, um, you know, you see Asavak um, be able to be open and mm. to be himself, who he, who he is. And then we also see the, the shift of that, the turn of that um, as a warrior to survive. And I think those things are needed, um, not because it's just, oh, we need violence and any more violence in the world. We don't. But we need to understand what the stakes are. Yeah. And we need to understand what our um, responses are to those stakes. You know, so that we can yeah. move move in a different way. But um, I think it was important in the story because it's real, and um, it really uh, upped the idea that that this new family had to be born mm. um, out of out of great pain and out of great uh, harm. You know, that could come to them. And so, without without the violence, then you know, we don't have um, the full picture. Yeah, when you think. When you reflect on the experience of making this film, uh, are, is there a moment that you know comes to mind from shooting or uh, from the you know the ex- either you know being in the snow or you know being in quote unquote Afghanistan? Like what 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 are some of those moments that that come to you into your mind's eye when you think about this experience of making Red Snow? Well, I think because um, I write a lot of my own stories that I bring to screen, um, I think there's a, there's something that happens as a writer uh, turning into a director, meaning uh, you know every detail of um, every word, every sentence, every period, every paragraph, every page of every of everything in your script you just by the time it gets to be made there's something in that that you just you can see it so um so well so it's it's it lives in your mind mm-hmm. um in a kind of an extraordinary way for a very long time so there's something about uh walking into a set that you've worked with you know some really incredible designers uh and seeing uh what they bring to it but I think there's an extraordinary experience just in itself is that there's there's this ability that you understand that you're incredibly grateful mm. to to see it, to see everything, to see a story. And then, you know, you have, uh, you know, all these talented craftspeople come to the table and bring their talent and bring their dedication um, and and their guts to it. And I think that's what, you know, you just kind of... Their guts. Yes, it's, yeah. it's like it's not pretty some days, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard thing, but I love that it's hard even. I love that it was minus 51. I love that it was plus 38. I love that every day. Whoa. Yeah. It was minus 51, and then it was plus 38 <laughs> in quote-unquote Afghanistan. Yes. Woo. It was serious. It was a serious, <laughs> serious days. Yeah. And we shot in 20 days, and we shot in four languages. So nothing about it was, oh, we're just going to lean back. That looks great. You know, what a great day this is going to be. Everything, everybody was leaning forward, and how can we move this? Did you have cultural advisors on set, present throughout the whole process yeah. yeah and I think that's one of the the biggest gifts also right is that you know here are people uh, the indigenous language speakers um, Lillian and William here they are dedicated you know 40 50 years to revitalizing their languages uh, in the north and then here we see these languages live breathe mm. 
embody these these characters and um, you know we had so many fun times on set because they were there every minute it's not like uh, you know they did their job and went home they were there to make sure that every you know every nuance um, that we could we all agreed upon yeah and and same with Bashir with um, uh, Pashto so you know to understand that how layered that is you know you have actors you have all the craftspeople around that you have uh, the cultural knowledge keepers and we're all there yeah. uh, supporting every sentence every emotion every thought every how does you know how does someone walk in a room uh, in in Afghanistan versus you know how we walk in a room in the north so yeah. all those things were talked about and you know what are the similarities what what is not right in this culture or what is right yeah um, and so you know we were learning daily and we we're learning from each other which you know is it's I think it's it makes it really vital and it makes it really alive and I think I love that <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. How do you think the experience of making this film then, of and of having all of those lessons, you know, day after day of lessons and and looking at things in new and different ways, how's that going to change you? Do you think as a storyteller moving forward? Well, I think there's something, you know, there's as you were saying, you know, sometimes you write or you think about a story, and it is really a, it's it's theoretical mm. on page. Uh, and it's it can be beautiful on page, no no lie, but really where it lives, uh, you know, uh, if you're you know writing for theater, it lives on the stage, it lives and breathes in film, yeah. you know, uh, when we see it. So, I think those things are are what magic is made of, right? It's it's what why we want to tell stories, it's why we live to tell stories. Um, we get to be in that yeah. for this this limited amount of time. And then, of course, you live with it, you know, a few months after because you're you're looking at every cell of it and, yeah. the, you know, editing. So um, I think the, um, you know, there's a great privilege to be able to tell the story in a way that it should be told, meaning it had to be told in a certain way. It had to be told uh, with uh, respect to cultures and ideals. Um, and that had to be alive. Um, as we did it because nothing's static in culture you know nothing's absolute really there are absolutes but um, uh, we're really uh, as to as cultures coming together you know we're always um, in dialogue and we're also um, good or bad right it's yeah. alive it has a it has days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that part of the process of, of storytelling is sharing the story, is is offering it to people to, to bear witness and be astonished. And I know that this film did have its premiere at Vancouver International Film Festival. Was what was there anything in the reaction or response to the film that surprised you at all? Um, I think I mostly I was just really grateful that people it resonated with people yeah to the level it did and that people were uh, they felt emotional about it that it touched them and I think uh, of course that's what we try to do um, and you know we want everything when we tell our stories right we want everyone we want everything that's how crazy we are but I do love that um, just that simple act that that people resonated that they could see themselves in it that they could see um, their neighbor in it or or mm -hmm. that it just connected and um, that's probably the biggest gift at all of yeah all, right 
Had you spoken to any any veterans at all, any uh, indigenous veterans about their experience, uh, you know, in Afghanistan or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're really lucky to have um, uh, Mike D'Angeli. Uh, he played one of the soldiers, indigenous soldiers, in one of the scenes. So uh, he had done, I, I believe, three tours. Um, in different uh, different wars, um, yeah. but coming from a traditional family and uh, using that to survive in a land uh, where there's other people that are brown, um, I was very curious to understand how that resonated with him or how that touched him. Yeah, uh, and also our um, stunt chore- uh, choreographer, he he had done tours in Afghanistan. Okay. Yeah, so we're very uh, interconnected, and Bashir uh, Musa's father was also a consultant to the Canadian. Army uh, in Afghanistan, and uh, so all these, you know, our meetings were really uh, deep and really thorough. Meaning, yeah. we really wanted to get to what's what's the most authentic uh, moment. What does that entail? Yeah. yeah. What is your uh, does like what kind of conversations are you most excited to hear in the lobby after a screening of Red Snow, or what kind of questions or conversations would you like people to to have? Um, I, of course, I love that that people connect with it and why they do. Because I'm not often, uh, I don't often know why they do, but I love that they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, um, uh, there's a. I, I heard a few people say, in as we're touring around at different festivals, oh, I didn't expect this. Mm. Right. I didn't expect it to be told this way and so because because why because I don't know right I mean I, I don't know but I kind of love that you know as a as a person that goes to a lot of film also I mean I love going into a theater thinking I'm going to get something and get something totally different or more yeah and so I love that 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 comment is oh I wasn't really expecting the story to go this way yeah so that's great can we talk about the music for a minute? Because I know the music in your work is always very important. Uh, what were you, what, what, I mean, so it was Wayne Lavallee who also worked on Road Forward, was also involved uh, in this one as well. So like what kind of conversations were you having about the music and about what you wanted it to to feel like? You know, because I did feel like there was a little bit of um, cross-cultural uh conversations happening in the music itself uh yeah we were very um adamant that the the sound the music uh also come from the cultures uh in the film and uh that it be uh what not transitional but that it be able to lean into each other at certain points yeah and that it that it act also as a dialogue uh that's talking or that's um, so we had um, some great conversations, obviously, just because that's what we do. But also uh, to be able to bring in, um, you know, Musha, who's who's a you know huge pop star. Yes, uh, <laughs> you know, and and she was she was in the sound score, and to bring in you know Dene singers and vocalists and drummers to bring in uh, an evaluate uh, uh, throat singer yeah. uh, to bring in uh, Afghanistani uh, musicians. Uh, so, you know, one of my greatest, uh, you know, uh, I was just so happy. I don't know why I was so happy, but it's one of those great moments where you're you're sitting on a, a beautiful Afghan rug in studio with all these different vocalists and musicians from all over the world. 
and they're they're in studio creating and singing to each other wow and drumming to each other and their musicians like their their instruments are talking to each other and their voices are interconnecting and so very specific ways right in mm -hmm. a very unique ways from each other but also in ways that really complemented each other um, and I it was just really uh, you know I was really grateful to have that experience and be be in that room with them and kind of go well that yeah that's it that's it right there Wow. Yeah. So how do you think this is going to, like, how does this change you then as a filmmaker? Like, what are, like, is what, what we're going to see next from you, you know, like, what echoes of Red Snow are we going to see in your next work? Well, that's always, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think probably outside people are better at, um, better at looking at what connects, you know, an artist's work over time. Okay, but, well, then I know. will absolutely. Okay, you're <laughs> going to say it. I'll, I'll get, no, I'll, I'll keep an eye out and I'll keep working on my thesis statement for sure. But, but what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I think what I loved um, about Red Snow and perhaps about other stories I've told is that, yes, Indigenous people, we have our own stories and our own communities and idea of the world, but we're also a part of the world. Mm. And uh, we always have been. And um, I like that that people are um, not confronted by that, but they're also led into that realization. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk in Canada recently about reconciliation and about how it's dead or how it's flawed and as well as decolonization. I know that um, decolon decolonized BC film was something that was said a few times at the VIF's BC Spotlight Gala a few years ago uh, to lots of applause, including mine. <laughs> but like, what, what, what role do you think film and works of art and stories can and should play in this moment in history? And like, what role would you like your films to play, if, if any at all? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I was brought up in, I'm a Vancouver gal, and uh, so I was brought up in a very diverse, uh, in diverse cultures, just just by being born in this this city. So um, I like to feel that, that things don't have to be pushed, they just have to be the way they are. Mm. Meaning, uh, we do see each other, um, we do have neighbors that are not, um, perhaps not our culture, you know, we do yeah. uh, uh, intermarry, we do go to school together, we do have lives together. And I think that's that's really where it's at, is saying um, this has always been the way it's been, mm. and yet um, we don't see that on film or TV. I mean, we're seeing it more, and that's, to me, why it's so exciting, is because we're seeing people as we experience the world. And we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to see our reflection in film. We need to be able to comment on it or argue about it or um, have opinions about it because mm. that's what art is supposed to do. We're not supposed to go, oh, um, we're all aliens and there's only <laughs> one race in this world, you know? Yeah. We yeah. have to be able to say, guess what? You know, this is just like my neighborhood. Very complex, you know, very interesting. Why not? Fantastic. Why not indeed? Um, I'm sure you, you have been asked time and again by emerging filmmakers, I want to have a career like yours. What do I do? What do I need to do? What kind of advice do you have for them? Wow. Eh? Um, I, know, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, no. Um, well, I, I think... I think the most important thing is that you that you just have to you just have to do it mm. right 
there's lots of reasons um, why thi- why things don't get made. There's lots of reasons. Uh, there's lots of barriers uh, and issues. But in the end, um, they don't matter. Yeah. Uh, you have to you have to just continue. You have to figure out a way to tell the story that you were meant to tell. And that's saying it's not easy. It's not nice. Um, but it's it's uh, it's a mandate. Yeah. It's, uh, you have to get up with that. Not that you have to get up with that every day, but it helps <laughs> if you kind of go, yeah. okay, you know what? I'm going to get this story one step closer to being told today. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it, it's just, it's just really a, a persistent occupation. And um, I think uh, we don't often talk about it because it's great to have a dream. It's really hard to manifest that because it's not easy. Yeah. That's why I have such... That's why I love my work so much is I get to sit down with artists and hear them talk about how it's not easy, you know, and, and how they live with that dream and manifest that dream and bleed and sweat into <laughs> that dream. I guess artists love to talk about it. It's not easy. It's really hard. But I think what that we tried true. to say is that, yeah, it's it's just the reality of it. And I think um, and that's OK. Yeah. You know, in the end, that's OK, because um you're going to find a way. You have to find a way to tell your story. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw you on film recently in Bella Ciao. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is that is that something that we will be seeing more of as well? Is uh, Marie Clement's actor? Wow. Um, well, I think... What I, <laughs> well, I started out as an actor. Yeah. And so um, I think that was my first passion. And uh, I really, I just loved it. I just loved it. And, uh, you know, uh, Carolyn Combs, uh, the filmmaker, asked me if I wanted to be part of it. And uh, Carmen Aguirre and I go way back yeah. uh, in theater. And we started out as actors and then became writers. So it was a little bit going home a bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going back to, you know, uh, Commercial Drive, where we're all crazy um, young people and actors and, you know, writers and stuff. So I said yes. Um, I love that film. Uh, do you? It's yeah. so beautiful, it right? It really is. I and, mean, we're, you're talking about growing up in Vancouver as well and that we all just, like, exist, coexist. I mean, that's what the drive is, yeah. right? It's a beautiful, bonkers community of people from all over. Yeah, it's it's a real unique place, and it, you know it had. I think it has a place in our hearts if we grew up in the city. Yeah, because uh, I think we all you know went there and experienced sort of that energy. Um, but it was it was great to sit you know on the other side of the fence, uh, other side of the camera, <laughs> and be reminded um, how extraordinary um, actors are and can mm. be, and the craft that they bring and how they bring it. So I think that was a good. A, a good thing to relearn. Yeah, well, I hope to see you in front of the camera again, but I am wild and in love with everything that you, you produced yourself. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so Marie much. Marie Clements, where can our fans find you and follow your journey on social media? Are you on social media? I am. I'm not uh, as good as I should be, but I am there. So, <laughs> you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I just. I guess whenever I've talked about you on social media, I just like hashtag your name. Okay. So I was okay. didn't realize. Okay. So we will include whatever your social media handles are in the footnotes for this for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute astonishing journey. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and to our listeners, I thank you as well. Please. 
Like and subscribe if you are so inclined. Leave us a review as well. Those help us find even more listeners. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVR Screen Scene. The YVR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Firminger. And it's edited by Simon Firminger. Special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon ad and to Tyson Braddock and Paul Firminger. We are a family business for technical support and to Dane, not Furminger, Davile for the original music. YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And... <laughs>